Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out The Burnham Project on Substack. You can get Burnham Podcasts. You can read my blogs and all sorts of cool stuff. It can even be sent right into your inbox. You can also watch us on Rumble and YouTube. We like Rumble better, but you can also watch us on YouTube. You can also find Burnham Podcast anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, click the little bells, the Rumble button, whatever the service has to offer. Click it, do that, follow us, tell people about us. Thank you very much. So in church, you hear a lot about missions, about missionaries, and I'm going on a mission to this place or to that place. In this episode, we're going to meet some real-life missionaries. we got Miss Candy Hyde, and we've got Steve and Carol Weisenberg. They're going to tell us about all the missions that they're involved in, both locally and internationally. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. So I've got multiple guests tonight. I had planned on having Miss Candy Hyde on. She brought some friends with her. She's got Carol and Steve. Tell me your last name. Weisenberg. Weisenberg. That was not what I was going to guess at all because okay. I'm awful with names, but I'm super glad to have you guys here tonight too. Thank and we're going to talk about missions. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about some specific missions. We're going to talk about where you're going and what you're doing and where you've been and what you've done. So we're going to put some yep. names and faces with your ministry. So what is this event, this mission trip that we're talking about tonight? Well, um, our church, um, HBC Rome, we go um, each December to Mexico. And it's um, Ichmuel, Mexico is where we are kind of stationed. Um, and it's through Mission House International. I think that's right. Yep. And um, so they have, their goal is to reach un you know, communities, the villages around there that have not, you know, Christ hasn't been presented to them. Right. So reaching out. And so kind of like pairing a, um, a church from here to a certain village so you can build relationships and you can go and work and and families could go. So it is a safe area where my whole family has gone. Right. Um, so that was really nice because – you know, we like to do things together. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I'll, I enjoy seeing the girls be able to, you know, serve others and, and, and talk to, to others about Christ. So, so that's where we kind of, we've been doing it. Church has been doing it for like, I think over 10 years. It's been at it a while now. Yeah. 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 And so it started out just, you know, just buying a piece of land that nothing was on it, just rocks and jungle, and clearing it and putting a spot where like groups could come. So there is like you know bunk houses, right? And um, just like a covered area where we eat and hang out at. Um, but it's still wide open. But it is nice, you know. It's comfortable for you know the jungle, right? You know? Right. Yeah. The jungle can be. Yeah. And um, so and then um. That started, and then they've started really reaching out in more into the village. So our church is paired with San Francisco. Right. It's like five minutes down the road. But I know that sounds weird here, five minutes down the road, but there it's like from one village to, and you have a big gap of just trees, and then you go to another village, and it's just like a like a one-room, you know, homes so all the windows are open, the doors are open, and, um, you know, they just have hammocks hanging. That yeah. That's their beds. And they have the trees, like a orchard top, depending on what they're growing. Right. 
because they grow their own food. So you're just and you so you blink and you're gonna miss the village. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not big at all. Yeah. So um so we're paired with San Francisco. We bought a piece of the church together bought a piece of land and mm-hmm. built the 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 church building. It's like a little thatched I don't know if Palapa. what's the official word? Palapa. 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 Yeah. Okay. And so the, there was groups at the beginning that learned how to build those and put mm-hmm. them together. Um, and so we've we've gone in since then and painted. Um, we've uh, I think we stained it this last time. Yeah. And then we've added like a sports court, mm-hmm. just a concrete pad where you can do. They could play soccer on it. Right. And then they we did put some basketball goals, and they mm-hmm. painted those last this past last December. Um, so I think, but we've also done other stuff, but at the beginning it was a lot of physical stuff. Right. Um, you know, just because you're meeting physical needs just to kind of get established. Right. And then, um, I would say what past couple of years been a lot more of ministries like that we've kind of put in place or relationships, you start seeing the growth of it more. Um, so that's been cool to, like, you build a relationship with a family down there. And so you go back and they're like, oh, you've changed so much. Or yeah. the girls have grown up. And, you know, and really maybe someone that you, maybe you didn't get to have a huge conversation with. But they definitely, they noticed. Yeah. You know, and so that was that's always really nice. Yeah, it is. And and you talked about doing things, right? And how many doors that opens up. And if you do missions, you know that it's great to go out and start conversations about Jesus. That's what we're supposed to yeah. do. Um, but if you are able to meet a need, right, then the conversations start themselves. Well, and meeting the need also helps build that relationship because what what started off and and i've only been two years and this year will be my third and one of the things that that we've learned is that the men didn't want to be part of the when we were there to do the work the men the village men would disappear they would go away and we would you know gathers a little extra money we would hire a couple of their people you know a couple of the men to stay with us to help us work and do the the labor part and and these guys are really hard workers i mean they go into the village or into the uh, jungle and they chop out all these uh um, branches and everything and and we would carry them out and i'd carry like 10 of them out at a time they're carrying 15 and 20 and (laughs) and i'm i'm tired after about 30 minutes and they're out there doing it for two hours so um but the, so the first couple of years, the men didn't want to be there unless they were being paid. Well, the last two years, the men have started to come in yeah. and they've seen us work there. They've seen us come back over and over. And the ladies are doing great with the girls or with the children and the, and the, the ladies in the ministry there. But we're starting to see the men open up now. Yeah. And la- the, not last year, but the year before was the first time that we actually had a men's Bible study with a couple of the men. We had about five of the, the men from the village there. And while we were doing this, the ladies were outside and they were praying and they were doing the, their, their little Bible study. And my wife over here, she's, she's sitting there praying with the, the kind of the village, um, 
uh, what's the matron. term? Yeah, the matron, matron of the okay. village. And she's praying with her. And, and I turn around and look, and I snap a picture, and she's got her hand on her, and she's, she's got her hand up in the air, and she's praying with her. And at the same time, inside the little men's study, her son was in there accepting Jesus oh. and the grandson yes. at the same time. Wow. And I just knew she was weeping. Yeah. And didn't know what was going on. It's just time to start praying when somebody's so crying, right? We're both just crying and, and praying. And, and uh, then later I yeah. find out her son. And she had told me yeah. Yeah. the day before um, when we had a chance to tell our stories to the ladies, which was the first time they had done anything like that. And we've right. been taking the Timothy Initiative. So we determined because of Greg Polly being part of the Timothy Initiative. Yeah. Guys, you're going to tell your stories this year. I want to hear you tell your stories mm-hmm. because that's how you get people to open up and get them to tell their stories yeah, to you. Yeah. So we did, and I sat down with the lady and said, I'd like for you to tell me your story. And so she started telling her story, and I didn't understand at the time, she's speaking the Mayan language, mm. and we have an interpreter. We're missing our interpreter who's about to give birth. Oh, wow. And so we <laughs> have two interpreters. Yeah, it was very inconvenient of her. <laughs> but we had two interpreters that were working together to try to tell me her story. Oh, so and, they were piece and language together. Yes, okay. yes. And neither one of them were very adept with the Mayan language. Right. And uh, they were so precious but she cried the whole time she was telling the story wow. and i didn't expect that i just wanted to hear about her life right and the story that she told me was her she won apparently her daughter-in-law to christ and so her daughter-in-law started going to church with her and oh. her son became angry and started being physical with her daughter-in-law oh and that's why she was crying as she was telling it because she was upset and horrified that right. her son was was trying to physically stop her daughter and all from coming to church. And so as she told the story, I I just embraced her, you know, and we just kind of bonded over it. Yeah. And um, she said her daughter and I looked at her son and said, you can knock me down, but I'm going to get up and serve the Lord. Oh, bless her heart. Yep. Yeah. So the next day, we had gone out as groups and visited some of the homes, and we mm-hmm. came back, and someone said, hey, shh, shh, the men are in there having a Bible study. And the ladies were out weaving their hammocks and, and doing displays and such. Mm-hmm. And I looked over at one of the ladies and said, we need to pray right now. Yeah. And it was just, I felt the Spirit moving me to pray. Yeah. And so I I felt I was supposed to circle that entire property and pray so i start circling and praying and everyone else is separate doing their own thing and i just felt very led i need to circle this place three times and i got to one spot and i could not go through because it was a lot of uh, debris and rocks on the ground and i couldn't move and this this man just out of nowhere pushed a card out of the way so that I could step through and he didn't realize I felt I needed to complete that circle yeah to continue to pray and so I come to a stop after this because I finished what I felt like the Lord had assigned me to do and I look down and there's a lot of you crying and she's staring transfixed inside where the men are I don't know what that means I just know that's my next assignment mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray with her 
And so I squat down and prayed with her. And um, then we find out later her son and her grandson had both accepted Christ at the same time. And the son is the one who had been abusive. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was, was all sure putting it together. Connection. Yeah. So the really cool thing was what I prayed was Lord allow this woman to see the salvation of her village just like you allowed Simeon mm. to see the salvation of Jesus when he saw him being born in the temple and right. then he was done he was ready because oh, wow. his life was complete yeah. at that point yeah. I don't know what brought that to me I do you know yeah. right and right. then we got back to the mission house and we were meeting and and going to do our huddle and I just opened Whoa. my bible and realized that I'm in Luke 2, and that's where Simeon is introduced. Yeah. And it's, it was just God real full reaffirming. Circle God yes. moment, right? Yes, oh, very much. That's good stuff. Yeah. And, and, then, and then this last year, when we went back, he did his baptism with hmm. his grandson with his son so oh, they just completed fantastic. the picture a year later yeah. and they're doing it with us as the part of the village and yeah. being part of that we're part of their their church right yeah they're part of their and their faith walk. family right yeah so it is it's a family relationship it's not one of these places that you just go to and then you never go back there again and you oh. and, and it's and you yeah. feel good doing a service project of some sort while you're right. there and then you you come out of it and it's like there, there's nothing you don't get anything out of it yeah. by building that relationship with the village. It, it, it helps. It is a waste of time when we go on these trips to places like this and we go one time and we take pictures with these little kids and look at this mission trip that I went on and we never go back again mm -hmm. and there's no discipleship and there are no needs being met. But look at this awesome thing that I did that one time. Photo and, opportunity. Oh yeah, goes on your desk, and people know you went on a mission trip. Right, yeah. right. You just yeah. you're just checking a box, but to go back and build these relationships and be part yeah. of their church yeah. and part of their village, mm -hmm. and that's such an important thing to do. And I think it's underrated when we think about even you know short term missions in you know in, in the American church. We kind of you know so we, I went to Mexico this summer and we did some fun stuff and. What were tell me some names and some places? Well, I don't know, but we ate McDonald's in the airport. You know, okay. <laughs> well, Ishmael is where the the um, the main. I guess it's for lack hub, of a better term. Hub. Yeah, the hub. Maybe that's a good that's point. The way I think that's of that's where we have the dormitories we stay at. They have water that is filtered for us, so we don't have to worry about where we're getting water. We have showers. We have, have all that other stuff there, and that's where we stay. And we have a, a ladies' dorm and a men's dorm, and then you know they actually have a couple other buildings there. Right. And and the village in, in Ishmael will come in, and they'll do a church service there as well. So we'll participate in that church service. And, and it has its own sports court, which is a covered area where they yeah. can play basketball or soccer or whatever. So... And it even has a swimming pool. So, you know, hey, it's, it's if, cool. if, if you're bringing your kids on a missions trip or something, it's a great place to take kids and, and they can get something out of it that's right. outside the village. Then when we go to San Francisco, we all load up on a bus. It's actually a real school bus. It came out of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> and, all the way to Mexico. Uh, yeah, all the way to Mexico. And when it went, it was fully loaded with food and all this oh, other wow. stuff they were taking there. But, um, but then you go down to, to um, San Francisco. And I know my first time down there, I was thinking, you know, dirt road and, and all this other stuff. Well, there's a paved road, yeah. two lane oh. road that goes into this village. 
And it's, so you go into San Francisco and it's like, okay, this isn't exactly what I envisioned, but you get off that main road and now you're into the dirt roads right. and dirt floors on all the huts and the kids running around barefoot and, oh, wow. and all the other parts of it. And, and so you're, you're going into that, but, but you're, because you're tied to that main road, you've got, you know, people selling soda pop on the, on the side of the road right. and you've got people that are you know harvesting the fruit and the and stuff and selling that along the side of the road and, and doing that. But this last year that we went, we went to another village, and I'm trying to yeah. remember the name of it. San, it was San, San Marcos. San Marcos. San Marcos. I, I was like, yeah. I was trying to say, yeah, San Marcos. And that yeah. was the first time there, the church that's kind of attached to them or assigned to them because of COVID, there was, I think, or yeah, some other, they had to pull out. Wow. And so they were kind of letting other churches come in um, when they had a team just to kind of help keep right. that going. And that, it was a really big village. I was really so shocked by the number times, of people, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's a lot further away, and you have the windows down on the bus, and so you sometimes have to travel in the middle of the road because the branches are coming in, and you can't sit real next to the <laughs> oh, window because wow. you get smacked you in the head the by the branches. <laughs> yeah. Um, so enjoyed that part. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> of course, I was freaking out to be in the mother. Okay, wait, wait, here goes a branch, you know, duck, uh -huh. yeah. So, but it, that was really, I liked going to a different, you know, to yeah. see the differences, yeah. Um, and what we saw there was the men were withdrawn, yeah, just as they the began. Same. Uh, the first years so initially you started when we approached, that process, yeah. they like again. sat on the yes. wall, like there was like a little all their arms, yeah, all folded. Did you just see them their chest? In, the, yeah. in the back? They would send yeah. the young people. Mm -hmm. They did, there was a soccer team that was they had started mm -hmm. really working with mm -hmm. and building, and, and the, that's with the young men. So they're trying wow. to build rapport, you know, rapport and get the young men, and so that will just kind of grow. Yeah. Um, and that's been really successful with Mission House is that soccer yeah. team, but they belong to that village. Um, so, so many people there. So what is it about the men that they don't, they're so withdrawn to begin with? Is it a pay thing? You said some of them started when you started offering them a little, a little money. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I think they're, they're just standoffish. They, they're, I don't know what to call it. Just, um. We're interlopers. We yeah. come into their world, and they need to judge us a little bit to decide whether they can trust us. And I have to say, the the first year that my husband was there, it was it was kind of sad because we had we had very few men, mm -hmm. and the men that we had uh, came together and said, "We want to we want to get a couple of people in the village." So the minister there, Eli, chose specifically men he had been trying to reach. Okay. And so the, the ones that he hired were there working alongside our men. My yep. husband has a bad back. We had a 14-year-old boy. Mm. And mm. we had someone who is retired and someone with some health struggles. Right. Yep. And these men watched our men work so hard. Mm -hmm. They worked like dogs. They were in the heat. They were pouring sweat. Yeah. But they never stopped. Yeah. And they when they stopped working, they were just like sweeping cleaning, picking up brush, whatever they could do, they earned the respect of those men. Yeah. yeah. And once they had their respect, there was the foundation. They were prepared to accept their friendship. Right. And that's when they had the conversation mm -hmm. between them. We need to have a Bible study. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And so the Bible study happened because first these guys watched our guys work so yeah. hard. And they literally came the morning of the Bible study. I didn't know this until later. They came early to finish the work because they were so worried about our guys working in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells you they had won their heart. Yeah, yeah. And they worked hard to do that. Well, I mean, we, we're the ones that go and do, right? We're the Americans, mm-hmm. and we have all the resources, and we go to these places. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to put ourselves in their shoes and, and imagine what it would be like for people to come here and go, hey, let me help you improve your way of life. And I might not be aware there's anything, you know, substandard about my way of life. Yeah. But so, it, yeah, it takes a day or two and then we'll, you know, we'll earn some trust. But you guys are paying the price mm-hmm. and you're earning that respect. And they expect you to come back. Yeah. And and they'll feel that same love again as you guys build mm-hmm. these relationships. And that's, that's awesome. That's so good. Um, so this is your, this will be your third year. This will be my third year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually going to be our third year. We did skip a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the year after COVID the church did go back and there's not too many churches that went back. I right. mean, mm-hmm. but we did, our family did not go that year, but so this will be our third year. Also. Okay. So, um, I know the girls are, you know, they want to go on their own one time <laughs> so they can be, so they can, you know, that freedom. I, and I'm right. like, I don't know. That's but a different country. I, I know. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little scared about that. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going back. I know this past time they had opened up the, the jungle area next to the, um, the Palapa, the church. Yeah, they and they were yeah. going to and put the like a lime tree. Yes, is that what it was? Planted. And so this will be a, is a long term, you know, commitment to right. where it's going to take a little bit to get the several years, you know, yeah. to get the fruit. And the, but it's something the village can earn. The church will be able to earn that money for that and be able to help others, right. and then yeah. they'll be able to have people from the village working it. So yeah. that's a new thing too. That I'm excited to see. Yeah. Because we it wasn't so, like that before. They brought lime tree. Are we planting lime trees? Or are they we, bringing we, in? We planted them. Okay. Yeah. So we, we um, as we were down there, there was a discussion about what would help the village as well as help the church. Right. And, you know, to there's already. Yeah, just sure. be self-sustaining. And they already had like grapefruit trees and they had already had some of these other trees that are around and everything. And so they were kind of like, well, what would be different that we don't already have? And, and limes was one of them. I don't know what, I don't remember what the other fruits were, but there was like three different fruit trees that they mm-hmm. chose. And we pulled money together and, and everything. I forgot how many we bought. I think it was like a hundred trees or something oh, wow. like that. And so they've already planted the trees at the appropriate time and so when we go back down there we'll be tendering tending the ground where these trees are mm-hmm. now where they're this area they cleared out um what you have to think about in this particular area of mexico is you just have this thin layer of dirt on top of volcanic rock oh. so it is a um you know you you can't put not, a shovel in without yeah, hitting a rock not super fun to garden in not for, <laughs> super fun to garden in but my first time down there as we were walking back into the jungle and everything like that there was areas where they had planted corn in this field in the little bits of dirt spots that they had okay and so obviously it, it didn't produce a great deal of corn but they right. got some corn out of it and so they were trying to do it and and they were talking about what they would have to do to to make that to where it was more um uh, agricultural to where they would be able to grow right. uh, more corn or whatever. And, and then this idea of the fruit trees came up 
it takes three to five years for most fruit trees to, to be producing. So I'm kind of excited about going down there and yeah. maybe adopting a tree or two. And, so you know, this will have been it. a whole year? This will be a full year. Since, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. You guys are going once We a go year. December, like like two days after Christmas, Christmas. I right. think it's the 27th, and then we come back. After like New Year's. The 2nd, okay. maybe January 2nd or something like that. Um, but before, at the very beginning, um, the church went also in June. Um, now we just do the once a year. Um, I know that I know that just as of weather wise, the summer <laughs> June is so hot. Just you know, oh, like imagine. you know, just out here walking outside, it's yeah. really hot down there. Um, so it's definitely it's, December's better for medical. If you have some health issues, usually you, at least you can handle the weather better, right? And the, to be able to fight the medical. So I know this last time we had several that had some medical needs, but they were, you know, able to work and, Mm -hmm. you know, minister. Yeah. So, you know. Now you're, you're just in the heat. I don't imagine there's a ton of air conditioning around there. No. No. (laughs) Once you're, once you get on the bus to go, which the bus doesn't have air conditioning either. You get to the village, you're just out. You have it in itch mule though. Itch mule, you have it. In the dorms. You know, we have like a unit at night. And then they have it for siesta, which okay. is like the like an hour, you know, you rest after meal, which I right. think we, we need to have we that. We should do that here. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. Uh, and so, but they turn it off immediately because it takes up so much power. Yeah, um, right. So it's not something we can have. Like when we're eating our meals, we're eating out just under yeah. the covered thing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the village, I know one thing I had to get used to is when we go to San Francisco, is the bathroom. It's just, they do have, because the government, if you vote for them, then they will put in a bathroom. And so one little building wow. out, detached from your house, and it has one toilet. And so we have to, like, okay, does it, who has the toilet paper? Okay, we need to get the toilet paper. we got to go to the bathroom. But it's someone's house, and it's their bathroom, the church does not have its own bathroom it's just someone in the village i think that might go to the church right yes that they allow us to use it yeah but that was something to get used to you know everybody's using that same one and just you know it's just a little different yeah so it's like going camping and you know yeah but i'm not a camper (laughs) (laughs) maybe you are and you didn't know it i'm not all about sharing my personal needs with yeah. strangers either yeah. so yeah, yeah. Well, how effective. we don't go there to be comfortable we well, go right. there yes. to share yeah share yeah. christ and yeah. and we enter into his suffering just a little bit nothing right. like what he did for us yeah. so it's it's a small price to pay you to go show down the there love. you go down there for five or six days sure. and you just suck it suffer, up and, yeah. right but you can see the end because mm-hmm. in a couple of days i'll get back yeah. on an airplane and fly back to my tv yes. america it's a great yeah. reminder of like all the stuff you take for granted yeah that, oh yes. we just we're just used to walking into our house and we have all this right mm-hmm. really do we really like for food i do have extra stuff that i just hadn't touched in my pantry yeah. that i can pull out and i can eat off of it for a while but that's not you know that's not what they have right. um so just getting used to it when you when you drive by and you see the hammock hanging and everybody mm-hmm. sleeps and then during the day they pull it aside and that's their only space right. or the pigs all in the yard and you're, the kids are playing all through all that and everything um, you just really yeah. you know it, it, it's a great reminder of 
what God has given you and what we, yeah. you know, we take for granted each day. Well, to we, not take it for granted. <laughs> right. We see these things in movies, right? We've all seen movies mm-hmm. in third world countries and people living in mm-hmm. thatch huts and chickens in the yes. yard. What is it like for the bus to roll into the village and you're actually seeing this for the first time and it's real life? I think the thing that struck me, and I took a picture of it, um, you know, we're all coming from Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was one one small piece of evidence of an Americanized Christmas, a commercial Christmas. It was one of those 70s tinsel trees, mm. the silver ones. Yeah. And it looked like it was probably from the 70s. <laughs> and it was in the middle of their yard. And there was nothing on it. It was just a Christmas tree. Yeah. And... That really got me because at home I have the the turquoise ornaments and right. the turquoise wrapping paper Fine and it all color coordinated. Yeah. And then I thought of all the gifts that we'd give, and we were able to give these children gifts, yeah. and it was probably in They're most so instances excited. their no. first Christmas gift. Yeah, their first Christmas gift that they get to unwrap. Yeah, we wrapped the presents and oh, gave it to them. That's yeah. awesome. So it was unique. Spent hours wrapping presents. Yeah, just, just to be able to. Yeah, we got the, yeah. this past year because we went to that different village. We were able to do gifts for two villages. Oh, um, so it was just really neat. They they're really excited and they do listen to you and and sit and wait and then they all open their gifts at one time. I was like, my girls would. You know, they're they never, might not be never. able to sit and be that patient, yeah. but they're just, you could just see the excitement. They're very thankful for anything they get. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. Like that experience with the kids and stuff. Yeah. What's well, the moment, right? When you know, or like when you're praying with the lady and you discover that her son and grandson were coming together, there, there's a moment on a mission trip. In my experience, at least when you realize that's, that's why we came. Yeah. Like, that's why yeah. we did it. And it might be, it could be anything. I remember uh, a trip to West Virginia and a little girl being so happy that we, we took a bunch of stuff with us. They just had a bunch of flooding and she found a bar of soap and she had her own soap. And this was the first time in her life that she'd had her And West Virginia is not third world, but there's a lot of places up there that don't miss it by much. But she had her very own soap for the first time. It was the biggest deal ever. And I thought, well, that's, that's why we came. That's why we did that. And then of course we get to share the gospel with her and her family. But you meet that need, you give somebody something they never had before, and it might be love, right? Yeah. Love yes. might be the thing they've never had before, yes. but yeah. somebody would travel halfway across the world to do this for me. Like, I'll listen to their story. And, yes. and every missions team, you, because we're all volunteering for this, and we all have to, you know, we, we seek and, and get that guidance from God that, you know, yes, I feel that this is a calling for me to do. Right. So each mission trip that I've been on has been a little different. So you know, I've only been on two. But what is unique is it, we always seem to have the right people there when we get there. Yeah. So and you know, so I'm the Boy Scout. You know, I'm the, I'm the guy who who always carries the extra stuff and everything like that. Well, you know, we didn't know what we were going to do my first year. Right. So I threw in a couple things. That I thought oh, I'd be lucky if we ever need to use this. I threw in a voltometer. meter. I threw in a, you know, just a little small one, nothing, nothing fancy. I threw in a couple extra screwdrivers and stuff like yeah. that. Well, the next thing I know, while we're working there, 
the pump goes down at the uh, at the uh, Ishmael, and they've got a broken switch or something they're trying to figure out. And so I'm bringing over the volt meter so they can figure out which lead's got to go to go where. And, and then we were able to bypass the switch and get that one running. And what we ended up having to do is grab a pump, the pump switch out of um, San Francisco, out of that pump, bring it over to Ishmael so we could get through the night. And then the next morning we replaced it over there in San Francisco. So I'm once again I've got all my tools with me right. and we're we're over there putting it back together. And we had another guy who was automobile mechanic type incl- inclination and and you know the uh, starter had gone or no it wasn't the starter it was the alternator had gone out on one of the vehicles and he sat there and helped him diagnose that it yes it was the in fact the alternator and and then he takes the alternator off shows uh the director down there how to do this and then we go into town and they take it to a little side shop and they replace all the the components inside the alternator and they didn't just buy a brand new alternator right you know and then we come back and we put it back on but he sent God sent the right people yeah. to do the, yeah. the mission that oh, was there. Awesome. And, and we should point out that that year we had twice as many planned to go. Mm-hmm. But because of all the things that were going on with COVID um, and different things that came up with uh, some of the mission family that was going, half of them stepped back. Mm-hmm. And that funded our trip completely yeah, twice as much money it was exactly people, right? it was exactly what we needed oh wow so yeah. it worked out exactly like it was supposed to plus there's just sweet redemption with his wife because his wife i happen to know rolled her eyes when he packed those crazy <laughs> heavy items extra stuff, yeah, well, yeah. i didn't even take makeup and you're gonna take uh, extra oh my god makeup yeah. wouldn't have fixed <laughs> so, the pump in that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just—it's so much. You see God's hand, yeah, in yeah. when He calls you to do something, yeah, yeah. He shows you exactly how to do it, and He gives you just the right things to do it. And initially, I had no intention of going to Mexico. I don't do yeah. jungle. I don't do July, <laughs> and I don't do jungle. Yeah. And the thing is, it was one of those moments where. You're praying, and, and there's a sermon involved, and it's about giving what he asks of you. And and I just had this moment that I turned around and looked at my husband in the middle of a service and with tears in my eyes and said, well, you've got a travel partner. I'm going to Mexico. Well, let's go. And he was just so happy about that. And I'm like, I'm not, but I'm going to go. <laughs> That's not what it's about, though. It's not about us being happy yeah. and no. comfortable. And all it's not things. the happiness. It's the joy. Right. And the joy um, is something you can yeah. never shake. Yeah. I was thinking, talking about joy. Yeah. So the first year I um, – we kind of got together. I said, I want to give the lady something. We were, you know, we had established, other team had established the ladies' um, Bible study. And so I said, well, it'll be just something just for the women. It's not necessarily for their kids or something for their the whole family. So we did the little makeup or we did, like, people would donate, you know, those little samples of little lipstick or little things that, you know, you can give just, and then we sorted it out and everybody got there a little, a bag. And I was like, you know, I just want this to be for y'all because y'all give a lot of times you sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking as a, you know, as a parent, as a, a, you know, a teacher doing different things. Those are the things you identify as, and you don't always 
do for yourself sometimes. Right. And um, I was like, so I said that to them, and then we gave them. So they were all like, oh, well, look at this. And we had to translate because, you know, this is like, oh, well, what is this for? What is this for? And so we were going through. So it was really fun that they got to, and then they got to share that with the, the, the teenagers, the younger girls. And, um, but yeah, they were really excited. And I know, I think it was Ladia was like, you know, just very thankful because she is like the matriarch of yes. the, the yes. village. So she really takes, wants to take care of Her everybody. Name Ladio? Ladia. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that was really, so I really, that was, I mean, a lot to me being able to share that with them yeah so so how does that structure where you, you, we've mentioned the the matron the matriarch whatever we're calling her from the the village what, what is that structure like well i think it's just she's i know that her family they've been there like yes. a long time yes yeah. and i think she was probably one of the first yeah uh converts Oh, okay. I think she was one of our first believers. So she's kind of yeah. led the way for the church and right. really been open for change. I know at the beginning, um, when the first church first started, I know they had a lot of resistance um, in Itchmuel or the surrounding area and spreading out. Um, so, you know, it was tough. So I think she just really has opened up. And like like this last time, her husband that they really yes. think of us coming. That they're like planning for us to come. <laughs> yeah, they'll be here and so he was like really thinking, well, what stuff I can give them because mm-hmm. you know when we come, we're oh, yeah. you know sometimes we do a bag of rice. Right. We we do try to give them food oh. that they can fix for the family, and um. But they try to also then turn around and give us stuff. So he came in with his whole wagon full of grapefruit. grapefruit. Oh, my goodness. It was so good. <laughs> it, I mean, our grapefruit's good, but no, it wasn't. It's, it's not it's compared. Very it's fresh. And he had peeled all of them. Yes. So we just had all to break it open. Yeah. And, uh, but it was his a sacrifice for him. That he could do this. Yeah. And he did it so formally, too. He called everyone together. And I was sitting there chatting with Eladia, Um And she put her hand up and made me stop and said go. And told me to go where he was because she knew yeah. he was about to yeah. make a small formal speech about how much he wanted to bless us because we had blessed them. Yeah. And this is a man who 10 years ago didn't believe in Jesus. And so for him to do that, it's sacrificial, but it's just the the love behind it. Yeah. Well, and how humbling, right? We go there to help these people and do for them and give them stuff. And they want to give you, they don't have anything and they want to give you something back and puts things in perspective. Right. Yes. And, And of course, you know, with those grapefruits, in order to cut those grapefruits, he's got one of these long machete knives. Yeah. Yes. There, yeah. <laughs> he put some work into that. Yeah. You know, you know? Yeah. so that I liked that moment. That was really touching. That was yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. And that he and Eladia are the probably the elders yeah. of the area. Right. And so a lot of the people there are family members or distantly related somehow and they know everyone in the village so they're a significant family so when you see that family entering into the kingdom then you know 
things are taking it's a, a major inroad right because this is yes. somebody that everybody in the village is looking up to and if yes. it's right. good enough for them maybe it's good enough for me yes. too right Absolutely. and to see the joy and to see the difference in their relationships inside their family because of that yeah it's just so rewarding yeah. so rewarding yeah. well you've talked about joy we've three of us here at mm-hmm. least have mentioned joy and the difference between joy and happiness i think that's something important to keep in mind when you do one mm-hmm. of these things because again like we said it's not about us and being happy you you get some of that when you receive these blessings from people that you went to bless but that's the difference right between joy and happiness mm-hmm. we can be happy on the couch in the air condition or we can have joy out serving the lord Absolutely. and not being super comfortable and not yeah. you know having the best amenities and all these things but you know you look at what christ did for us and you know he didn't exactly have it great either especially with what he went through there at the end before he came back, but it's uh, yeah. it's about perspective. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Sound like yeah, you guys are, are hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> um, but so you're you're talking to these people and you're talking to me like I know these people too. Um, what is the language barrier like when you go? <laughs> well, like I will say, I've gotten more comfortable with the the language stuff. I, I know that my first year we do have a translator. Mm-hmm. Um, I know y'all were short one translator. That we, one year. We were short the translator. She was yeah. the one who's been there from the beginning, who has learned the Mayan language and mm-hmm. learned the English language. In fact, the first year that she was there, she was a new Christian, and her husband, they met here in Rome. And yeah. her husband accepted this call because he met someone randomly just like he met her randomly and they got married and and moved here he was in the middle of getting his visa so he literally was set back he could not come back to america oh no so they paid the ultimate price to go there to the yucatan jungle wow um but i say that to say they um are there and she has learned the language by struggling. She paid the price before we got there so she's to American. learn to communicate. They're they're actually I think she's from Tequila. Okay. So yeah. Okay, so she's not I, well that's what I was I didn't know if you took a translator with you or if there no, was No now this last year we okay. did have someone with us that knew some Spanish. Right. And mm-hmm. so she was able to kind of help a little bit. And so it did spread it out to where, like, we could grab one person and I want to talk to this lady uh, or yeah, this yeah. guy. It was amazing. And it's it's much easier yeah. mm-hmm. trying, you know, with the language barrier. But they're very, you know, they do think you're really funny when you try to talk. They'll <laughs> laugh at you, you know, with you because yeah. I'm kind of laughing at myself, you know, but I, I show pictures. I got my phone out the first time because I was trying to, you know, show my family, like uh, my siblings and stuff like that because they do tend to have, they have bigger families on yeah. average. Mm-hmm. And so I have, like, I'm one of 11. So I was like, okay, let's see. Here's my brother and sister. I was going through and they're like, you know, yeah. but you just have to keep trying. Yeah, you know? well, that's, that's something they can relate to. I mean, you show them I'm a person just like you with a family, and these are my siblings and my cousin and whoever, and they go, well, I got siblings and yeah. cousins too. You know, we're people together. Yeah, and yeah. when you work with the men, the communications too, you know, you're working in a labor spot. Well, if you think about a lot of your jobs that you do, um, and especially in the hard labor jobs, if somebody shows you what to do, 
then you can do it. Right. So the language doesn't get to be as much of a problem once somebody shows you how to do something, then you just go in and do it. Right. And then, you know, there's a lot of hand signaling and everything after that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, um, we work around the language issues. Everybody knows that we're there for the right reason. Right. If, if we did not, if it was our first year there, it would be harder. I'm sure. But being, you know, now having been there as long as we have, there's a lot of grace given uh, with, you know, the, the language barriers. Yeah. You know, they and know the that kids, we're there to help. The kids, the kids do kids. know uh, a lot more English because yeah. they are learning it through school. Yeah. Um, they're being taught. Um, but still, there is still a, mm-hmm. a language barrier there, too. But, um, yeah, it's a little easier with the kids, I would say. Yeah. 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 But I know that that new village we went to this past time, some of the kids were speaking Mayan, where yes. in San Francisco, it's more the older group population yes, that speaks Mayan. Yeah. So we were like, so then our translators were trying to scramble, trying to get translate from this kid Mayan to and so that was a little oh, wow. those, that was a little different those languages are like way totally different. different I yeah. actually asked the the young lady the first year because the the lady that had been there for all these years who is married to Eli who is over the mission house was having a baby so she inconvenienced us and <laughs> hung us out to dry going to have a baby right. and so Poor someone who worked for the ministry that spoke English and Spanish was trying to translate Mayan to mm, Spanish. I can't. I... <laughs> and, and so she was struggling, and I said, how difficult is it? And you get there, and you learn immediately with someone trying to translate. Suddenly, I know I will only say one word at yes, a time. Yeah. You have <laughs> to. You really do, because otherwise they just look at you blankly. Right. But I ask her, how hard is it to move from the Mayan language to the Spanish language and then translate it to English and she looked at me blankly for a second and said mucho (laughs) (laughs) mucho as hard as it is for us to go from English to Spanish but when we had the true interpreter this past year and we had formed all these relationships and we did some things a little differently because she had watched so many things evolve over the years and so like the week that we were going, she sent a text and said, hey, could you guys maybe do a Bible study out of Ruth or Uh Esther or something? Well, okay then. And we thought about it and had a couple of quick meetings and determined, okay, it's let's do Ruth because it's four chapters. Right. And so each day, one lady took that chapter, and she did two things. First, she told a little about herself. And we took a theme out of the chapter, like the the theme of bitterness, mm-hmm. of Naomi's bitterness. And so the lady that had already confessed the year before, I struggled with bitterness in my marriage for many years mm-hmm. until I gave my life over to Christ. So she talked about that bitterness mm-hmm. again, and then we went through that, the nutshell, the, the cliff notes of that right. chapter. And so each of the four days we did that, and then the last day... Um, a different person stepped up and presented the gospel. It happened to be me. Um, and it was the the best moment to me was none of those moments. It was the moment that I asked, can you tell me what you like about what's going on this year? And one woman said what we're doing right now. And it wasn't just about the Bible study. It was because Selene had said 
okay, there's enough interpreters here this year, even though you'll struggle, mm-hmm. I'm going to put you sitting this way. So she made one Mayan lady, and then she put an American, and then she put another Mayan lady. And so there were multiple conversations yeah. going on mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah, she was trying to pair, because they really reached out to some other ladies Yes, that you know to disciple they were trying to bring them in right and so they invited them into this group and so they did they paired maybe one from that's been coming to church with maybe one of the others and the yes. la- and then with the language and then one of us so it's bringing all like basically three all together it was really it was really good yeah and yeah. they they usually teach us like maybe something that they do, um, like the hammocks was one in a uh, previous year. This time it was it was kind of like cross stitching, if you think of it here. But yeah. I can't remember what they they called it something different. But it's like cross stitch. Right. I never got it, but th- they tried <laughs> <laughs> multiple times, and yeah. I'm like, this is I just struggle with this, and I I kept going. Can you show me again? And she, yeah. And yeah. then she'd hand it back, and I'd be like, oh, I've already messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> this was what they did for a living. Right. So right. they were um, really, really skilled uh, craftsmen, and they were very proud to be able to show us that. And so just the moments that we had individually as opposed to someone speaking at them, there was so much engagement. Right. And for them to recognize that that was what had value. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it was a teary moment for me because right. I agreed that we were all engaging together. And, and I had extended conversation with Eladia. And the coolest thing was Eli's niece was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first Helping. time meeting her. And she literally was breaking into a sweat because she did not speak those two languages oh, interchangeably wow. <laughs> yeah. and she did she did so well and afterwards she was like oh that was so hard <laughs> so he was challenging her yeah. at yeah. the same time yeah. so there's so many so many little pieces of the tapestry mm-hmm. that are being yeah. woven together at one time and you just see the lord working in each individual in a different way at a different level and using everyone's story to yeah. do that I know. Um, so we were talking about, we've talked a lot about the men and the, the women. Now I do, in the past, I've done a lot with the kids. So something that I always think is really cool that this pastime. So I would, I would have my Bible and I would read through the scripture or I'd tell a story out of it. And then the translator, which was the one she was just talking about that was saying it, it was mm-hmm. really hard. She just had, she had her Bible and she just basically read the scripture in you know, Spanish, right behind me. And I know that sounds really simple, but it's really cool that, you know, it's the same, it's the same story, it's the Mm -hmm. same points, same gospel, but you're getting it from two different languages. And there are the kids are all sitting and they're listening and I answer comprehension questions, (laughs) you know, so, you know, to make sure, you know, they're getting it and they're answering and they're excited who can answer first and so I thought that was, it's just really cool. It's just a reminder that we're all together. We're all well, in it together. There's not a language barrier for God, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I remember mm-hmm. we were in church one time uh, when I went to Castle Baptist, and a guy named Craig McClure came to preach. And he is from Towns County, Georgia, lily white as he can be, right? And then he was called to missions in the Dominican Republic. 
was a Spanish teacher, so he kind of knew Spanish, you know, and then he went down there and was doing like a short-term thing. Well, Craig's been there for like 11 years now, uh-huh. and they speak Spanish in their lily-white American home. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. kids speak wow. English with a Spanish accent when they when they come here and you talk oh, to them. Their wow. kids have a Spanish accent. So he's preaching in, in church one time. It's around Christmas, and they were in town, and we got him to come preach. And he opens up the service with a prayer in Spanish. And it wasn't a second thought for him. He just spoke Spanish naturally at that point. And it wasn't like he went out of his way to speak Spanish. It's just what came out when he opened his mouth. But in that moment, I realized that he was, I had no idea what he was saying, right? No idea at all. But he's still talking to God the same way that I do in, you know, our English language that we love and cherish so much. Um, But he can hear Spanish and he hears Italian and he hears German and he hears, he doesn't have the, he doesn't need a translator you know, like we do to say, well, what did he just say? God, God gets it. So to go to these people in these cultures and take the gospel to them, the gospel translates, right? And and we're proof of that because the Bible wasn't written in English. Um, but it's just cool. It's about to me. It's about the the, the power of God and getting through yeah. barriers that. You know, and you can see, you can see God working. Yeah. You can see it on their faces, yeah. and you can feel the Holy Spirit working. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. And you don't always know all the the steps you need to take, but you know yeah. you know he's there and he's working. Right. Even with a, a a music when they're they're doing a praise song, it was one time like toward the end of the week we'll do a like a village block party type thing mm-hmm. where yes. we have we'll do hamburgers oh, and um and then we do the. That's when we did the presents and we did the piñata. So all the kids love the piñata. And then they have like the worship. They had a worship group that came this time that's from a local. I think they traveled a little bit, but it's basically local. And yeah, so they're just singing, you know, praise songs, but it's really cool. You know, you're you're still worshiping the same. That's so cool. And we give them these hundred pound bags of of corn and stuff like that. And, and you know, it's it's a struggle for me to get one of those up on my shoulder. She got one up on her I know, shoulder. I was determined to try it. Now I did struggle with the step, yeah. you know, tough. going that's up tough. on the yeah. on the step. But yeah. I was like determined yeah. to do it. Yeah. That's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah, I just sure. watched. Yeah. It, it's it hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so we we distribute that out, and you know, watch some of these young kids come grab and they'll get like two of these hundred pound bags. And they'll put it on the back rack of a bicycle Holy and smokes. then push it along. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> bless their hearts. I mean, if you get hungry enough, you'll tote a hundred pound bag, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you guys have to pay for all this. Money's got to come from somewhere. Where does our funding come from? The majority. Yeah. Um, the last two years have come from cake auctions that we've done as a church mm-hmm. where everyone presents their best baking foot and lays out cakes. It's a and cause I can get yes, behind. Yes. <laughs> and, and people really, really do nice get things. excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, but you know, you're talking about Baptist and cake. Right. And so um, that's a great fundraiser. Last year we did chocolate bars the world's greatest i know one year we did the grilled meatloaf um, i bought one of those it was fantastic so and then um 
let's say we also send out like just individual letters. you know families we send out letters um and just letting them know what we're doing and for donations um i know that's what that's mainly just from yeah. people just you know say oh this is what god i feel you know i can't go but right. i can i can help you go yeah. And, and anybody that wants to give something, they can just simply send a check to HBC uh, Rome to the church there and just label on it for missions. Okay. And they'll put it into the missions fund. It'll go into everybody's yeah. account. And we so split it up. We split so it up. Take so over to remind me to put a yeah. link to that in the, in the, on the post. Yeah. HBC Rome and the missions. And then there's, uh, I don't know their text to give number, but that, there's another way of doing it there. Okay. Well, we could see that number okay. too, so you can add that as well. But, um, and then the other thing we do too, and, and this doesn't raise us money, but it helps the village. Sure. We kind of talked on it a little bit that the village, the only source of income a lot of these people have are like the men. They'll leave the village and go get jobs somewhere and do hard labor and then come back. And sometimes they're gone the entire week. Wow. But, um, the the women they will do their their cross stitch they'll do these hammocks and so one of the things we always like to do when we go down there and we're always looking for people interested is we will go down and buy a certain number of hammocks from them each year these are really nice they're really big right um and you know they hold everybody you know you can really fit so they're really nice and i think they we pay how much Forty-five to fifty. Yeah, forty-five, fifty dollars. Yeah, which you know, roughly, and 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 we'll go down and we'll take donations from people in advance and say, yeah, we'll bring me back a hammock, oh, and man. so because we yeah, always want to make sure we we bring enough to the village, yeah, because that one hammock is a month's salary yeah. for some of these people. Forty-five bucks is a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal down and there. And the ladies yeah. are very they they want you they're like putting all yeah. into making this hammock, yeah, because yeah. they know okay y'all are coming. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you need this many because we told them ahead of time. So we got people wanting this many hammocks. Yeah. So they went ahead and told the village so they could have it prepared. Yeah. And they, yeah. I mean, they're really colorful, lots of different colors. You can request certain colors. Um, I think a couple of people did that this past time. Um, yeah. So they're really nice. Yeah. So it's it's important because it it is helping the village. Right. And it, it extends our goodwill with them as yeah, well. Yeah. And so, and I can only use so many hammocks at my house. So we would really appreciate if you want a hammock. Just chickens <laughs> don't, they don't really care about hammocks. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, chickens just want to coop. So they do chicken stuff. We, yeah. don't, we don't buy hammocks for the chickens, but right. we do buy them for ourselves. There you yes. go. It, and it is the same hammock that they'll sleep in yeah. at their house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because this came up too, is it does get cold in the Yucatan. Yeah, that's where this, we didn't say which region of Mexico. It's in the Yucatan Peninsula. Right. So it does get cold down there. And what they will do is they'll actually burn, put a small fire underneath the hammock. Wow. And they've had people catch on fire yeah. doing that and stuff like that. But that's because that's what they have. And they right. don't have room for traditional furniture. Mm-hmm. So they just simply fold the hammock up and then they've got their, their one room mm-hmm. house that they're in. Wow. So. Hangs so, from the roof a lot of times, so yeah, they just yeah. hang it up out of the yeah. way. Imagine move around their dirt floor. I, I'm, you guys have seen these things and you've been there, and I, I'm getting these pictures in my head of my hammock that takes up my house, mm-hmm. yeah. and I have to put it away so I can, you know, have space to do whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my house is 1,300 square feet, which is not a big house, but it's plenty of you know we can throw a ball across my living room. Mm-hmm. 
And there's, you know, I don't have to move the hammock for it, but that's the kind of the conditions that we're talking about. Right. And it's things that we take for yeah, granted. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it blows you away with that part when you yeah. just yeah. look in and you're just seeing the hammocks and that's it. And yeah. it's like a square, a little, a square box. It's a yeah. little small thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and you had mentioned earlier about the bathroom and, and the politicians and everything yeah. like that. That's a real thing. Yeah. The politicians, if you're going to vote for them, they will arrange for concrete block and sand and, and all the stuff, Portland cement, whatever you need yeah. to make concrete. Uh, and so you can build your houses with it. And then they come in and they'll paint them and they'll put their political logo on the side. Gotta put the logo on the side. And so that's, you know, that that house has been bought and paid for by this political party. So if you don't vote for them the next time, do they come back and take your stuff away? I don't know. But it does cause, it can (laughs) cause tension. Because say if you have a village and then you have just a couple people that decide not to, the, the political powers that be yeah. will say well your whole village is not supporting and they will withdraw and not give that yeah. village the support oh, wow. so then that that, that group is kind of really looked down on by right. the rest of the village yeah. yeah i think the latest campaign they did was for some uh, cell phones mm-hmm. and, and and that was just recently they had access to cell phones which is Yes, it kind of helped them, but it's also a curse. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, when the government's holding it over your head, yes. you know, either all of you get mm-hmm. one of these or nobody does. Mm-hmm. And so know. it has caused some tension. Yeah, so yeah. it's a, a newer need yeah. in, in yeah. the village. So. Oh, that's how we think about government corruption here, but that's a whole different level <laughs> of, of scumbaggery. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have to, I don't know, we can still buy things that we need here. It's not like we need the government to come around and build a bathroom for us and <laughs> you know thank god for that yeah. bless their hearts um yep. so you guys are going in december yep. yes december 27th yep. is when we will be leaving out and you stay for five or six days and come yeah back we the usually second or third of yeah. january we usually we do like you before? have a travel day at the beginning and and then yeah. we have three to four days of working in the village and and doing vacation Bible school with the kids, um, the Bible studies with the the ladies nice. and the men. Yeah. So. I gotcha. And you don't have to be a member of HBC to go on the mission. Oh, trip okay. Either. So we're going to get to that. Thing. So yeah, <laughs> I just you know anybody that has a the desire to go on this, it's I think it's they get a lot out of it. Yeah. And they. So who is the point person that we should talk to about going on this mission trip? Greg Pauly. Greg yes. Pauly. Yeah. And we can Greg contact Pauly. him through HBC. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, or, or, you know, and Tracy uh, will. Bailey is Bailey. the secretary at the okay. church. Yeah. So you can always call the church and say, Hey, I would like, I'm interested. I heard the information about it. Yeah. You yeah. know, what will it take to go that type of stuff? And, okay. and, and yeah. he can. And now would be the time. Yes. Yeah, they start. We're in, in July, August. or yeah, uh, or I guess August is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Greg made a plan a few years back that that works really well, and that is that everyone starts coming together instead of going to their Sunday school classes beginning right. in August, and so we come together and study our Bible and Share get to know each other with each other, and it <sighs> helps because we are already a cohesive team. Yeah, that's a great before idea. Before we ever hit the road and. Yeah. There's uh, the level of intimacy after you get there. Just it, it grows exponentially because these are people that you've already prayed with. You've already gotten to know. Right. You know their gifts and their their challenges in life. Yeah. And yeah. then 
you go somewhere where you really get to know each other on a lot more intimate level. Right. And uh, it's part of the experience is the worshiping together and and the sharing Christ with others together. Right. It's we're doing battle. We are. Now, you guys are we're talking about going to Mexico and doing all the stuff we've been talking about for how long now, Hayden? An hour? Where are we at? Okay. <laughs> See, I've, I got a <laughs> clock right here. But you guys do some work locally. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, like, go forever and ever, but we'll, <laughs> we, we mentioned this off air, so I yeah. want to bring some of that into, into this program, too. Yeah. You guys do Sleep in Heavenly Peace. What's it called? Correct. Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Okay, I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Um, just like the song. Um so Sleep in Heavenly Peace is a ministry where we build beds and deliver them to kids ages 3 to 17. And uh, this is a complete bed. Right. So we, as a community, come together and we use construction-grade lumber. And we build the beds as a community. So that's one service project that people can get involved with. And then we uh, break up into teams and we go deliver the beds. So like this Saturday coming up, which is going to be the, uh, what, the 5th? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're delivering 27 beds to families in Cartersville, Rome, um, and um, I forgot all the other cities. But we deliver to an area basically that runs from Calhoun to Ackworth, over to Cedar Town, and back up to Rome. Okay. So it's just a very large area. So you that guys we cover, cover Northwest Georgia. I mean, yeah, a, a good a portion chunk. of it. We don't get up to Dade County and all that, right. Lafayette and stuff. But um, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that's what we do. And so we're always looking for volunteers to get involved with that. We're always looking for donations, of course. Right. Uh, we'll do bedding drives and um, where, you know, sometimes the church will come together or a school. Um, we've built it at Daresville High School in, mm-hmm. uh, in Ackworth. And what the kids do there is their school uh, will give them community service hours for donating the bedding on the top of the number of hours they donate for the for the um, actual bed build. Right. And so we built like 52 beds there and they had like 80 kids came out to help us build. And, um, and we turn around and deliver those out to the community. Um, and uh, right now I have, it's probably about 130 bed requests. Oh, wow. And um, uh, we don't have everything we need to fill those needs. Um, so I was just going over that today. It's like, okay, well, uh, we're going to deliver what we got in, uh, and what we can do. But we're going to hit a stopping point. So, yeah. but uh, our next bed build um, is scheduled for September 9th. Okay, and that's going to be at the Lowe's on Shorter Avenue um, in Rome here, and um, so we'll be doing it there. And our goal will be to build at least 50 beds there. That's part of a, um, a nationwide program. So, Sleep in Heavenly Peace is a national organization. I know we won't get too long of this right. but it's a national organization with over 350 chapters and on one day every year they call it bunks across america they try to build as many bunks as they can or many beds as they right. can in that day and uh so we're building these twin size beds and they can be assembled into bunk beds or they can be single beds or whatever oh, but cool. but the goal is to try to do as many as we can nationwide um and uh, do that all one day so september 9th 9 a.m is when we start Pre-registration opens up at 8.30, but you can register in advance. Um, and you don't have to have any... No skills. Skills. Yes. So I've done it twice. Yes. There you go. So the, yes. the whole family, we went twice. Yeah. And the first time I sanded, so, I, you know, I could not move my arm afterwards. <laughs> um, I, and I, you don't realize that's going to happen until you leave. Until you and then you're trying to grip the steering wheel as you drive off. So funny? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then yeah. last time I totally learned something new. 
So I was drilling, and I'm, you know, I'm not used to using a drill and doing the holes. So it was the step before the sanding. Yeah. So I did that. So I, I, I was yeah. like, it took me a little while <laughs> to get the, the cool thing is, Candy didn't come by herself. Yeah. She, she came with her kids. entire family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and all, we're There's all spread hot, different man. places. Yes. So I don't necessarily have you know my my kids right there with me. Right. They're they're doing something uh, way over there. And Greg did the branding. So they mm-hmm. they put their the letters logo S-H-P. the logo S-H-P. on S-H-P. it. Logo. And so he did that the first time. So yeah. he really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it's literally a fire brand, a metal brand yeah. that we oh, put in a cool. fire pit. Yeah. You put it down on that wood, and it just burns, and you get the nice. Uh, yeah, awesome. everybody likes doing so that. Even pyromaniacs can volunteer. There you go. There's something <laughs> so for everybody. If they are so from, inclined. From 6 to 92. Yeah. You know, there we've you had go. people yes. of all ages. I have to say, deal. the coolest thing was we started this adventure a little over a year ago. Just, just from the hearing about it. And right. it was another one of those things where God set things in motion for him to learn as about this. Does. Yeah. And it was something that seemed as a negative but then it was turned into a positive and it's just been nothing but positive experiences ever since. But we told our team of Mexico folks about what we were doing. And our very first build was November the 9th last year in the Lowe's parking lot. And I just kept having these moments where I was crying the sand off of my face because (laughs) so much of that team showed up that day to support us. And it was just, it was a huge moment. And we, we hoped and prayed we might get about 50 volunteers. Oh, well, we had about 74, I think it was. Oh, wow. We hoped we would maybe get 20 or 30 beds completed, yeah. and we did probably 52. 52. Yeah. Um, and it just, it's been amazing ever yeah, since. That's awesome. Yeah. So we, we've covered all of our bases. I guess we've got international missions, and we've got Locals. local missions. And, yeah. and you guys are... What is the Haven? Uh, Haven is that a different episode? Or we just... <laughs> it should be. Yeah. Well, I just think when you when you are doing what God tells you to do, and you're, it's just it's kind of like um, it's this one study that I have uh, done in the past, but is where you you're looking for where God is working, and mm-hmm. you're just being willing to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So that could be like um, if there's a, a food ministry. You know, you're, you spend your time, take your time just doing that. If it's something like one year, I was trying to come up with something for the girls and I to do over the summer. Because I, I, I like to do stuff with them and take them places. Right. And um, so I wanted some service something to do. This was before we went to Mexico. And it was the, I think it's Bagley Food is where they give out the backpack buddies. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember exactly the location. But um, so we did that one summer. It's just wherever you see they may need help. Right. So like you volunteering at Haven Health. She does that during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just wherever. You know, I know my one of my ministries is at work. <laughs> I know that yeah, some people yeah. may not. No, for uh, sure. You know, they think of like a event or You're something. A but, special ed teacher. Yeah. yeah. So just, and I, I, I do severe and profound classrooms. Oh, wow. So, so that's above they and very much, they want your attention. They need it. Yeah. They, they're, they're dependent on you to take care of them. Right. So just letting them, you know, having fun with them, letting them, getting them places that they don't normally get to go to or taking care of their basic needs to be able to set up food in front of them so they can reach it. Right. But that, to me, 
you know, God definitely put me there. That's a long story and how I got there. But it's um, like everything, you know. As always, track of all these episodes we're building <laughs> yeah. here. Um, but definitely God had put me there. So oh, that's yeah. definitely one of, so I, one I, of my I things. The thing what you're saying is you don't have to look very far to find no. some ministry to you be done. You just got to be looking. Every day, yeah. well, every and, day yeah. is a ministry opportunity. For sure. And if you wake up and say, God, I love you. Um, and because you love me, I want to do something for you. So why don't you show me what my divine assignment is today? And don't I, let me miss it. Just go. don't let me miss it. Open my ears to hear yeah. what you're asking me to do. And he'll give you what you ask for. Yeah. And oh. then he'll give you the ability and the boldness. Yeah. And that's something we talk about in the Timothy Initiative is to pray, uh, Bob, the, to break our hearts for the broken mm-hmm. and, and the lost. And to give us the opportunity to share and to present the gospel. Wow. And then give us the boldness to follow through. And that's what we're looking for. And what I wish everyone could know is how satisfying that is. And it's not about becoming even a better person or or having something you can check off your box or, you know, that they can even talk about at your funeral. It's about the love. Mm -hmm. And when you truly, truly grasp the love of Christ, it changes everything. For sure. And you want to see everyone experience that. What would this world be like if we all went around sharing Jesus and then remembering, oh, we can't behave that way because we just shared Jesus with that person or, oh, wait, didn't I want to be a witness in front of this person I'm working with so that they'll see I have something they might want? And so it just, you know, you're just looking for those assignments and then trying to be true to them, and you win every time. There you go. And the person you're serving does too. Absolutely. I'm going to steal the line for the movie. When, When God tells you to do something, you move. That's it. it. That's it. That is the the moral of the story here, I think. But we're going to jump off right there. Thank you guys so much. It was great meeting y'all. It was super great seeing you again. Let's do this again sometime. Maybe we'll bring you guys back after the trip, and you can give us a a, a recap how things went. And we'd certainly love to have you guys back to go more in-depth into Sleep in Heavenly Peace and and what you do at at Haven Health. And we'll get into all of it. It'll be great. Excellent. And we'll know you're coming next time. It'll be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Might even bring coffee or cookies or something. Maybe so. Maybe so. (laughs) We do that. Maybe next time you'll do a background check. Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll check it out. God bless you guys. We love you. See you next time. Thank you for watching Burnham Podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.